Welcome to Soul Spark. I'm your host, Rachel Vasquez. You're listening to episode one, to love or not to love. I have so many questions. On this episode, I'll talk to you about what thoughts or feelings around Valentine's Day that may have come up for you and now what to do with that. So stay tuned. Let that spark out. You've been hiding in the shadows way too long. Hi, everyone. Well, Valentine's Day is over, and for many of us, we just let out a huge sigh of relief. Ugh. Now we can look forward to the next candy holiday. Hello, and welcome to Soul Spark, a podcast where we embark on the grief warrior's path. I'm Rachel Vasquez, your host, guide, and ally on this transformative journey. If you don't know who I am, I'm a widow empowerment and grief to resilience coach, an integrative holistic practitioner, and a licensed neuroaccelerated hypnotherapist. I have dedicated my life to empowering widows and all of those touched by loss, a bond that we share after I lost my husband in a traumatic accident. Here at Soul Spark, my intention is to co-create conversation, bring value to your time by bringing you weekly episodes ranging from expert guests to support you through grief transitions, empowering topics by me, and inspiring stories from fellow widows. My hope is by listening to this podcast, you will gain the opportunity to create a compassionate space for healing, reflection, and growth. It's about rediscovering hope, purpose, and of course, your joy. So let's jump in. Now that the Valentine's Day frenzy has finally stopped and the ads for chocolates and jewelry and skipping along the beach have come to an end, we can take a breath and we can um, let it go a little bit and ask ourselves, what kind of memories did that bring up? How are you feeling? Did it spark happy memories? Were you reflecting on things that you and your person did? Um, in the past? Or were they painful? Were you consumed by um, sadness that that chapter of your life is close now and you don't really know what's next? Or maybe it was even a combination of both of those things. And are you asking yourself, what would it be like to start dating again or be in a relationship again? Am I ready for something like that? And where would I even begin? Understanding that when you lose your partner or your person, for some of you, that can bring up a lot of conflict from within. And that conflict can be all kinds of things. It can range anywhere from guilt to, you know, how, how can I betray my 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 soulmate, my partner, my husband, my wife, how can, I, how can I date somebody? How can I become involved with anyone else after the relationship that we had? Sometimes it's not guilt and sometimes it may be shame. Like you might feel bad about yourself for knowing differently now. You know, a lot of things that we may have taken for granted in our relationship that we wish that we could have gone back and fixed and changed. And if I had more time, I would have done this. And the stories that we keep torturing ourselves with as they run rampant through our brains. And we think, you know, 
I feel bad that now if I was involved with somebody else, they would get maybe a better version of myself. And I don't want to do that. I don't think that that's fair. And others of you may have um, conflict with your self-worth, who you are now versus who you were maybe at the beginning of the relationship. Um, for me, I met my husband in my early 20s. And um, a lot of years later and three children later with him, things have changed. And I don't um, look the same and I don't feel the same. And um, I'm older and so there's a lot of things that could come up with these types of things about your own self-worth and, and how you would even feel about dating. Maybe somebody who has zero interest in pursuing anything romantically right now. You're far too busy. I mean, I'm very busy. I have three children still at home in the house. Um, I have a business that I'm working at growing and enjoying so much. So there's so many different things things that we have in our lives right now that go on that could say I'm not ready to to jump into dating and and to be in a relationship and whatever your reason is and whatever that um, inner knowing that you have right now that's telling you right now is not the right time in spite of the fact that you have friends or you have family members that are trying to set you up with their coworker or the guy from church you know it's not right time for you, and that is perfect. Now, for others, the idea of finding a new relationship may be exciting. They're thinking about their new first that they're going to have, what it's going to be like to have a new relationship starting from a different place in their life. They are knowing that they're a different person now, so, so what is that going to look like in a partner that you're going to find now? For some of you, you can't wait to start feeling that uh, those butterflies and, and that excitement that starts to bubble up at the, um, the things like the touch of the first, the first hand holding and what it would be like to go out on the town with somebody that you care about. You may be even a little scared or intimidated wondering what's changed out there in the dating world. I mean... I didn't have dating apps when I was um, dating my husband. So now you can open up a dating app and you can find somebody who lives near you, find somebody who has uh, the same interests as you, or you can find somebody that has, um, that has a very casual approach to, to what it is that they're looking for right now. So whatever it is that you're looking for, they literally have an app for that. There's also new ways of dating where it's speed dating, where you go and you date around in a circle and you have time, two minutes to get to know someone to see if that's in a connection that you want to take or investigate a little bit further. And then for others, it might be um, group settings where they all go out singles and go do an activity together, mountain climbing, hiking, um, wine tasting, or, or even um, trips to the museum, whatever it is that interests you, you're going with a group of people. There is no limit to ways to get back out there in the dating world. And that can also be very intimidating if it's something you haven't done in quite a while. Just know whatever side of the coin that you land on is perfect. And I'm going to use myself as an example. Um, I personally have no interest in uh, romantic dating 
anyone. I'm not looking for um, a partner. I'm not looking to uh, be in a relationship right now. It's just not something that's in my heart. Um, I'm learning more about myself and I'm really enjoying that. I'm enjoying my likes, my dislikes. I'm learning about uh, the fact that I prefer to have a margarita on the beach over a glass of wine. Um, I don't know where. Uh, having a glass of wine in a chalet somewhere. Um, I'm learning that I enjoy reading a lot more than I did when I was younger. And uh, I have found that I enjoy things like museums and musicals and and symphonies and things that when I was younger, I was more uh, into going to the bar and riding on the mechanical bull and having a good time. And, and that's not something I can really see myself doing. And I think that that's great that I'm learning about those things. I'm also learning that um, as a woman who has a business and a woman who has older children now, the things that I would look for moving forward have, have changed. So now I have a whole different list of negotiables and non-negotiables and um, things that simply wouldn't even make it onto the table. So maybe if you're someone who is of um, devout faith, that would be something that you would really want to consider when looking for um, a potential partner. So you would want to make sure that they shared that with you. Because anything now as we get older and what we've learned from our past relationship is that things are going to come up and you need to know where you land on land with one another so that that relationship can continue to grow and to expand and not get caught up on other little things where you don't agree on. So these are the big ones. And so what are your new big ones? Because I'm sure that they have changed from when you were dating your husband or your wife or, or, or whoever it is that you were um, involved with as even if it was a best friend that you just spent your life together because you were perfect for one another and everything just worked that way. So those things were great. My husband and I had a lot of fun. We loved to uh, go camping and we loved to, to go out and throw darts and you know do all these crazy things that young people do. And we grew with each other over the decades. Now I think um, what I would look forward to doing with other people uh, just in my social circles has greatly changed. My tastes have changed. And the things um, that I'm learning about myself is always evolving. And that feels really good because I've never been in a position in my life where I'm so focused on the person that I am now and the person that I'm enjoying becoming. So as I continue to um, work on my identity and learn my new values and my new core beliefs, it's been really tremendous. And I know that if I did choose to be in a relationship, that person would be in alignment with who I am now, not the person that I was when I was 22, 25, 30, 35. You get what I'm saying. It's where, from where I'm standing right now. And I'm going to be bringing in the best version of who I am. And my expectation is to have that met with 
the best version of what I would want to have um, in my life as well. So I hope that makes sense. I got a little off track there, but um, I do think that that is one of the most important, beautiful things when you are getting into new relationships. Even the people that I work with and my colleagues, um, the people that I network with, I am very selective who I spend my time with and who I join arms with and work on projects with. The the companies that I um, involve myself with in the organizations, becoming a um, advocate with Modern Widows Club, becoming a senior partner with the Wellness Universe and an ambassador with Joyly Organization. These causes are near and dear to my heart and they are people of integrity. And that's what I want to surround myself with. And I think that the person that I am now so different from who I was seven years ago that um, that I don't know that I would have the same life now as I did back then if I stuck to those same old belief systems and not allowing myself to change because that's what we do right in our relationships and when people try to tell us to get back to normal if I was to get back to normal I would stay stuck in that past but i've allowed myself with love and compassion with allowing myself to grieve and heal that grief and go back and grieve some more and come back in in from that and it's that everlasting you know figure eight that infinity signal um symbol that is what love is and what grief is about when you lose your person from this physical earth right because we have that love will continue to grieve their loss forever, but will also continue to celebrate it. And with each passing through that symbol, we expand ourselves and we grow if we allow ourselves to continue questioning and striving for that next part of who we are and allowing ourselves to experience that. So I guess what I'm saying is, is I'm loving every step of this journey of self-discovery, finding my interests, and most of all, finding my joy. And for right now, I know that that is enough for me. And I don't know if I'll ever choose a relationship again, but I do know for right now, my non-negotiable is, all right, Keanu Reeves. Okay, so so um, dating is off the table uh, unless Keanu Reeves gives me a call and wants to have lunch. I think I, I would say yes to that, um, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, so anyways, so transitioning from that, I guess I wanted to also talk about is back to identity. The identity of who you are is something that you need to start creating because it's not who you were before you lost your mate. And it's not who you are through the grieving, the beginning grieving process of your loss. So that person is completely different than once you are at a space where you're ready to, to have that foundation. And you're ready now to take a look out into the world and say, all right, what's next because I can't stay here any longer and I need to begin building my my life and what it's going to look like moving forward from here.
And that's a beautiful place to start looking into your foundation. So as I work with people and we start looking at things that we find of value of ourselves, you know, integrity, honesty, comedian. I love people who are funny. I love people who don't take themselves seriously. Those things are important to me. And that's the type of person that I want to be. So it's like I'm mirroring what I love in people and what I would love for myself to become. And then I work at that because we just don't wake up one day and say, you know, I'm going to be this beautiful type of a person that does this and has this spark of, of joy every time um, I walk into a room and, I'm, and I see people that I know and love. I mean, these things take time and they take an evolution of our heart and spirit to, to start becoming and stepping into the person that we want to be right now. So as we allow ourselves to um, grow our identity and identify the parts um, of other people that we love and admire, we begin to integrate those things into who we are constructing and rebuilding into our wholeness of, of self. And that is a beautiful journey to have. And knowing that it does come with setbacks and we learn from that and we grow from there and we we go forward again. But if you allow for the setbacks as part of the learning process of who you are and finding out that that, that didn't work out. You know, I, I thought I would enjoy, you know, delivering stand-up comedy and now I know I don't like being in front of crowds. So, you know, we just have to experiment and, and learn from our, ourselves what it is that we want most for ourselves. And from there, we can begin to dream out further what other possibilities that there are. So again, I went a little off. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but I do want to really tell you and uh, share with you um, what we're getting into in the next week, which is my very good friends. I call them the Jens. We all call them the Jens. It's Jen Johnson and Jen Fortune. Um, they are, they head up the Modern Widows Club uh, dating club. And they're authors of Sacred Love Story, the Widow Edition. And they have their own business that really keys in on love. And if it's something in your heart and love coaching you into who it is, that you're looking for and how to find them and all the ranges of everything magical that they do. So I can't wait for you to join me next week with that and, um, and get some really great insights from the professionals of the subject. Um, they are both widows and they're both on their own journeys, which I can't wait for them to share with you. And if you have any questions for them or you want to talk a little bit more or put your own insight or share your own views about sharing your life with a new person, what that looks like for you, what questions you have, please feel free to reach out. Uh, you can reach us through the, um, the address in the show notes and I will look forward to hearing you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Let that spark out. You've been hiding in the shadows way too long.